everyone. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. Where two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Yay! We are back. It's here. We're back. With Goblin. Mm-hmm. Yay! Um, yeah, I am very nervous that everyone has overhyped Goblin for Jill. Mm-hmm. Including Claudia, our Korean teacher. Yes, Claudia did um, hype up the show randomly without us knowing that we have a podcast or that uh-huh. we're covering this drama. Yeah, I was like, oh god, not Claudia. Because <laughs> after our like super fun episode with the play on K-Girls, and mm-hmm. I feel like it was Raquel especially, who was like, yeah, Goblin's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, but we're going to cover the first two episodes today. Yes. And we're going to, like, it's probably going to be a long one, so buckle up, because we have (laughs) Plagiarize Wikipedia, Hey, I Know That Guy, and the first two episodes, which Mm -hmm. are, like, super fucking long anyway. They're, like, fucking feature-length films. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I I did not remember that. (laughs) I mean, I always expect the K-dramas to be long, uh-huh. but, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this tonight. I, like, did all my other stuff, all of my other work, including, like, practicing guitar and shit, and I was like, okay, I'm going to lay here and watch. I only got through 20 minutes, like, about to fall asleep. This fucking thing is so long. I've barely watched <laughs> any of it. Like, what the hell? Insanely long. It's good. It's really good. Uh-huh. I was just like, damn, like... When I have so much I'm doing, yeah, this is not full time fucking jobs that are just boring as hell. Like, this is not the best the time, stuff. yeah, to maybe start a super long drama. But, um, yeah, I think the well, I don't know how long the last episode is, but mm-hmm. I think the next couple episodes are only like a little over an hour. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully. It's, it's interesting manageable. how they just like change lengths. I know. I don't know how they do that with commercials or if yeah. they just don't have commercials or. Yeah, because I just think about like Western shows, like a 30 minute slot is more like 25, 22 minutes, 23. Yeah. With the commercials, like then you think of an hour being whatever. Like 48 minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, no. <laughs> These are like really fucking random. Um, but before we jump into Goblin, Mm -hmm. should we do some housekeeping? Yes. You didn't do the quotes, but that's okay. I didn't. I just said housekeeping? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark? (laughs) Um, yeah. So, follow us on the socials Mm -hmm. at OKDramaPod on Twitter, OKDramaPodcast on Instagram. You can tell us what you are watching, what we should watch next, mm-hmm. and, you know, just general internet stuff. I should okay. mention, um, yes. we had a fan email us. Oh, yeah. And this, <laughs> I won't say this person's name because they were underage, <laughs> but we had a 12-year-old fan hey. email us. And she Shout was out. just saying, yeah, she was just saying that she loved the podcast and us. She's very sweet. And I was like, let us know your favorite drama sometime. Stay safe. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know what to tell a kid. But she seemed very cool and very nice. 
Yeah. A sweet random email to receive. I love it. Yeah, we love emails. Mm -hmm. So email us at okay. No, not at. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, drama podcast. At at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, I saw the email and I was like, oh, that's nice. Just a very simple email. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. sorry, and, uh, we cuss a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but maybe you do too. I know yeah. I was using swears when I was same, 12. Same. So, uh, what else? Oh, you can support the show by becoming a patron. Um, you will get bonus episodes at least two a month. You'll get fun patches and stickers and hangouts with me and Jill mm-hmm. online, of course. Yes. So <laughs> um, you can click the link in the show notes to learn more about our Patreon cheers uh, and things like that. And you can make purchases through Fashion Chingu and Tebak Box, and we will get a small commission. Um, and they have some great things. Fashion Chingu has, you know, just the coolest clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tebak Box has like fun Korean things like jewelry and merch skin type care stuff. stuff. Yeah, skincare. Um, I've um, been using that UV protection stuff. Mm-hmm. That box, pretty nice. Yeah, I must say. Mm-hmm. Cool. Feels nice. Dust uh, free. Dust free. No dust. <laughs> Anti dust. Um, I wonder when our next box is coming because I got charged for it, but I think the international shipping is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, finally, our website, okdrama.com, and. Basically, okdrama.com has all the things that I just mentioned in a handy website. Mm -hmm. And you can rate and review the show. Five stars, please. Please. Wherever you can rate and review things, that would be awesome. Wonderful. Um, We also have an Etsy, I have to say. yes. An Etsy that has um, stickers and pins and patches and tons of cute things. So get on there because I love shipping things. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Very cute. And we're adding new stuff um, basically monthly. Mm-hmm. So, our patrons get first access to our new merch. But if uh, we have any left over, we put them in our Etsy store. Mm-hmm. So, that's how that works. <laughs> and I believe that's everything. I don't know why I feel so out of breath. I feel like um, because I was so frazzled getting everything Mm -hmm. set up tonight, I'm like, blah. (laughs) I don't know. I'm out of breath. You're like winded. (laughs) Yeah, I just need to calm down. Okay. Shall we get into Goblin? Yes, please. Okay. So we're going to plagiarize Wikipedia. Here we go. Guardian, the lonely and great god a korean name <laughs> i am taking korean classes but okay it's so hard to like say full names and sentences like that yeah like i'm still unsure about when there's a line underneath and like another consonant uh-huh how you say it yeah i think it, this is sur sur hago cha 
Charan Hashin. Yeah, well, because also there's a fucking Chinese character at the end. I think that's the Chinese character for Shin, which is Kim Shin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that is the great, the lonely and great god. Tokebi, goblin. So I think this is around the internet, this drama is mostly known as goblin. Mm -hmm. So that's how we will be referring to it. But I think all of like the posters and everything have this long ass name. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so Goblin is a South Korean television series starring Gong Yu in the title role with Kim Go-un, Lee Dong-wook, Yoo Na, and Yuk Sung-jae. It was written by popular drama writer Kim Un-suk, who wrote Descendants of the Sun, hmm. uh, Mr. Sunshine, Tempted, and like a bunch of other things. So, shouts cool, to her. Cool. Icon. Um, I I think I watched a video and basically like the only reason Gong Yu signed up for this drama is because she was the writer. Hmm. Because I think he had been mostly doing like movies and things. Mm-hmm. Uh he took a break from dramas. So he was like, if I'm gonna do a drama, it's gotta be written by her. So here we nice. are. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And um as of February 2020, it is the fifth highest rated korean drama in cable television history nice and when did this air again um i believe it came on in 2017 okay in uh the in the wikipedia article i plagiarized (laughs) it said it replaced the k2 so once the k2 ended this drama took its time slot ah what a much better drama to take (laughs) take its place wow i feel like that is crazy because i feel like the camera quality and just cinematography and everything of this drama is so much better than the k2 mm-hmm. like this drama doesn't feel that dated to me no nah. whereas the k2 does yeah it's just a bad wardrobe in k2 Maybe. And, like, I don't know if that's a fact. I just read that on Wikipedia, so if that's mm-hmm. wrong, sorry. Because <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, like, does that timeline make sense? But I guess it does. We're just going to go with it. Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. So a quick, but maybe not so quick, hey, I know that guy, because mm-hmm. this drama has, like, fucking everyone in it. So... Kim Shin is played by Gong Yu. Yes. Uh, who is in Coffee Prince, Train to Busan, um, and see our Coffee Prince. Hey, I know that guy for more. <laughs> um, oh, apparently he's also going to be in a Netflix drama coming in late 2020. Nice. Exciting. Uh, Ji Yoon Tak is played by Kim Go Un, who was in The King Eternal Monarch which is, again, another popular drama that was on this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in a ton of other stuff, too. Uh, Grim Reaper is played by Lee Dong-wook, who is in Touch Your Heart, which is a favorite of mine. Uh, Strangers from Hell, which is a favorite of Jill's. Uh-huh. He's my favorite because he's got, like, a little cat mouth. That's a I cat mouth? <laughs> yeah, I can't describe it, but he's got, like, a little cat mouth. Okay, I like his, 
I just like him. Just his overall being is cool. Overall being is great. There's just something about like the little corners of his mouth. They kind of like go up. Yeah, it's like very very cat-like to me in a weird way. Hmm. And you know I love cats, so he's great. Yeah. Uh, he's also I don't know if you remember this. He was in a search WWW cameo. I know. Okay, so after. After I read that, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, he was. And I freaked out during Search WWW. I'm pretty sure he was Tommy's, like, ex-boyfriend who was getting married that she oh. saw in the elevator. And I was like, that's Lito Luke. He's in Goblin. And that's how I man- managed uh-huh. to talk about Goblin uh-huh. and that drama. In every somehow. drama that we've <laughs> dissected, <laughs> Goblin has come up. So, He's yeah. actually, um, like sillier in this drama as a fucking grim reaper than he is Mm -hmm. in strangers from hell as a psycho as as a human like a living being yeah he's great oh he's also going to be in a drama called tale of the tale of the nine-tailed coming in 2020 okay there are stills of him in that show going around the internet and he's all like buff and shirtless like in a robe I guess walking around a fancy kitchen, what it looks like. <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Moving on. Uh, so we have Untak's boss, whose name is Sunny, except I don't know if we know her name yet, where we're at mm-hmm. the first two episodes. I don't think so. Um, well, her name is Sunny. <laughs> she is played by Yu Inna. She's also in Touch Your Heart. That is the drama that both her and Lee Dong Wook are in that mm-hmm. I really liked. Um, and in a drama called The Spy Who Loved Me, coming 2020. Hmm. So many Intriguing. new shows for these people. I know. It's crazy. Uh, Yu Dukhua Duk- Duk- <laughs> Duk- is played by Sungjae, Yuk Sungjae. He was in Mystic Papa Bar, which was one of my favorites of 2020. Uh, he's in a few other dramas, but he's also in... Uh, what's that show? I didn't write it down. Master in the House, which is one of my favorite variety shows. He's also in the Idol Group B2B, and he was on the variety show We Got Married with Joy from Red Velvet. Hmm. So, um, there are some more. I don't, okay, I'm just going to get to, um, the King's Advisor, like that creepy ass guy. Who is whispering to the king? Okay. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you recognize him? Yes, I did not. Know. Okay. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. He was the shitty commander in Descendants of the Sun. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Sky Castle as one of the crazy dads and Mr. Sunshine and like a bunch of other dramas. Like, mm-hmm. He's not in a ton of dramas, but all the dramas that he is in are, like, super popular. Cool. So, I guess he picks his projects well. <laughs> um, there's, like, a few others, but I'm getting tired <laughs> of reading this list, and, like, I don't think Jill has seen any of these other ones. Oh, the young kid in Paris made a cameo. He's the, like, young kid actor who's not a kid anymore, but that, like, Plays the younger version of everyone. Uh, he was in Hotel de Luna. I don't know if you recognize him. He played the water god in Hotel mm, de Luna. Okay. 
Okay. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just a cameo in both, but... Um, also, the king and queen, back like a thousand years ago, are also in a ton of stuff, but... Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Yeah. It's a lot. What we're saying is, it's a star-studded cast, people. Truly, apparently, yeah. <sighs> okay, so, before we jump in, how did you feel about the first two episodes, other than they were very long? <laughs> Um, I like it a lot. There was a lot of uh, jumping around in the beginning from kind of like now times versus then times. Mm -hmm. And like the weird boat scene with pirates. I was kind of like, what? Yeah, that felt unnecessary. Where did that come from? Like they, (laughs) they they were just like talking and then suddenly they were on this pirate boat. Yeah. And then shit went down. I thought that was a why though scene that didn't necessarily need to be there. And maybe yeah. if they had cut it, the show would have been just a tiny bit shorter. <laughs> totally. Like, uh, we can, um, I don't know, we can see him having his issues and, like, fucking downing people. Yeah. In a shorter way. Yeah, absolutely. I felt so bad for the little baby, like, I being know. so scared, being thrown into the ocean. I know. I guess we'll get to that. That was Later, fucked. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I have watched this drama... Well, I think I've only watched it the whole way through once. Mm-hmm. Um, because then it got taken off the internet, because mm-hmm. I think it was exclusively on Drama Fever up until a few months ago, maybe a year ago at this point. I don't know. Time is crazy <laughs> right now. Um... So I was, like, watching it, kind of re-watching it on shady websites, and I was kind of only watching certain scenes, or I was fast-forwarding through the parts I don't really care about, mm-hmm. which, spoiler alert, is, like, the two main people. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't, like, fully taken the show in, I think, in a few years. So mm-hmm. I certainly haven't watched these first two episodes, I think, since the first time. And, yeah, they're, like, full-on production. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, almost like, maybe even more than Hotel de Luna. Like, this is, like you said, it could have been a movie, I think. Yeah, there are a lot of really cool scenes, I felt like, in those two episodes. But I don't really want to mm-hmm. go into it until we're talking right. about them in the moment. But there's a lot of cool, like, oh, wow, that's interesting moments all right should we jump in so we can Mm -hmm. start talking okay do you want to start or do you want me to start uh you can start okay so episode one there is a lot going on i try to keep this as succinct as possible Mm -hmm. but we'll do our best okay so there is a narrator voiceover thing going on it's a story of how one becomes a goblin when the soul seeps into an item stained by the person's blood very confusing mm-hmm. i i don't get the i guess logistics of that but it's fine <laughs> uh we get imagery of the sword and the narrator says only the goblin's bride will pull the sword out Once the sword is pulled, it will return to nothing and finally be at peace. Mm -hmm. Then we cut to an old grocer woman. Um, 
Yeah. Who is the narrator, I guess, telling the story to a young woman who seems nice but laughs at the idea of a goblin and basically God in general. She's like, God doesn't exist. No one's listening. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. <laughs> uh, and the lady's like, fine, whatever. Like, the old lady's kind of a curmudgeon. Um, and she's like, hey, if you're ever in a life or death situation, you should, like, pray really hard because you never know when a god might be listening. Mm-hmm. And the lady's like, uh-huh. Okay. Sure, Jan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we cut to 1968 Paris, and we see a fancy-looking Gongyu, a.k.a. the Goblin, who meets a boy who has been abused. Gongyu seems to know the future and convinces the boy not to run away from home. He's like, I'm gonna break a rib, and you should, like, <laughs> tell your mom, like, all the shit that's been happening, and just stick it out, and... It, everything will work out, and here are the answers to some test questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the kid's like, the fuck? Oh, and here's a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Uh, he looked great, though. Mm-hmm. And that, like, stepdad falling was great. Yeah. He's like, you bastard! <laughs> 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 Did you like my bad French accent? <laughs> a great accent. A great bad accent. <laughs> Uh, the narrator explains how he is water, fire, wind, light, and dark. Wow. And he was also once human. Hmm. Uh-huh. Then we cut back to around 900 years ago, and we see him on a battlefield. He's a general fighting in the war, and his name is Kim Shin. Uh-huh. They call him the god of war. As Kim Shin and his army return home, they are greeted with cheers from the citizens but the king has turned everyone in the palace against him. Like Dang old king. Why, though? Okay, after watching all these historical dramas, I'm like, what is up with these fucking kings and being swayed so easily by people? Like By the person, I mean, the person in their ear next to them? Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure this wasn't solely a Korean issue. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure people in power are always swayed by, like, oh, yeah. people whispering. Absolutely. But I'm like... <laughs> what the fuck, guys? Come on. You can't just kill a bunch of people. I mean, I guess you can, but... Fuck. But you shouldn't. No. Kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kim Shin is declared a traitor, but demands to see the king. The palace guards start killing his army, which is so fucked up. They don't kill him. They kill everyone around him, which yeah. is, like, awful. And all the citizens are like, what? Like, yeah, because they were just cheering. They were just like, so fucking excited on how great uh-huh. their dudes did and now they're all dying in front of them so fucked yeah um he's finally let in and then we see a like creepy advisor dude which is the guy from descendants right mm-hmm. whispering in the ear of the king and the king is all upset we don't even know why and he tells kimshin to stop and die as a traitor or he will kill everyone else in his family Kim Shin looks at the young queen, and she tells him to keep going. She has accepted her fate and presses him to go to the king. He yeah. keeps approaching the king and the queen. The king and the queen. Oh, I, I see. I'm reading that wrong. <laughs> there reading was a comma that, that should wrong. have been there. <laughs> he keeps approaching the king, and the queen is shot with an arrow, and more members of the family are killed, and it's very sad. Yeah. 
Um, so at this point, we really only know, we see the advisor guy whispering to the king, like, everyone likes him more than you. Like, mm -hmm. all the citizens think he's better than you because, like, he's so successful. And then, and basically making this, like, young guy super jealous, but... Who's a fucking king, though? Yeah. Like, what? You should just be, like, applauding this guy and being friends with him. Mm-hmm. And then having, like, a fun fucking party in your palace. <laughs> like, you know, just won a war, apparently. Like, uh -huh. throw a big party, eat a lot of food, get drunk, and celebrate. And then y'all are both popular. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what I would do. Like, are people still going to like this king after he just slaughtered the soldiers in front of the citizens? I'm going to go with no. No. But, you know, they're probably afraid of him. Yeah. And so some people prefer... Like <laughs> yeah, some people prefer to be feared rather than liked, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Like it's that. It's kind of crazy how, like, all this happens within the first, like... 20 minutes of the show yeah we're getting kim shin's background real quick and mm -hmm. in a really crazy way yeah um so as he's walking his right hand man barges in kim shin tells him tells his friend to kill him with his sword so the king can't which is so sad mm -hmm. um oh his body is then left unclaimed and he's just like left outside his body just, like, thrown in grass. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up, and no one's supposed to go touch him or go near him. Um, we see a shot of the queen dying. She has a jade ring on her finger, and that's the ring that the grandma had earlier mm -hmm. seen. Um, interesting. All these years later. Yeah. Kim Shin's body is left in a field, as I said, and finally he dies. Yeah, I was, like, kind of traumatized when I realized he was still alive when they just threw Throw his him. fucking body in a field with his big sword, like, mm -hmm. still stuck in him. Mm -hmm. Like, God. Also, what up. did you think of all the blood? Because, um, I feel like I had never seen so many people bleed from their mouths. <laughs> Until I watch these Korean dramas where everyone's getting <clears throat> fucking stabbed. Well, just, like, I... Blood out the mouth. Yeah, I didn't honestly really notice that. What okay. I noticed was a lot of blood later where I was like, where's all that blood coming from? In a different scene that we'll get uh -huh. into. Yeah, I think Alex had a comment about that too. That was, that was too much blood. <laughs> we'll get to that later though. <laughs> um, but no, I didn't really notice this too much. Okay. Yeah. I just, I like, just like, damn, those people are dying. Yeah. They did. They did. So, then we do a hard cut to <laughs> 1998 Seoul. Woo! And we meet the Grim Reaper. Woo! Woo! He's looking super cool in a black suit, and he crosses the street and is immediately hit by a car. <laughs> but he's fine, and the car is, like, super fucked. Yeah. Uh, like, the front is, like, dented exactly where he was. Um, almost like, like a huge a dent. Yeah, yeah, like, it looks a like it hit a, a tree. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, the driver gets out, and the Reaper tells him, you hit 
a a wild boar. <laughs> and everyone's like really confused. And the citizens are like, a boar in soul? Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh anyway. So everyone's like really fucking confused, and then people start to like scream when we see a dead body in the back of the car. That gave uh, me chills there. It gives me chills now. It's just so creepy. Like Yeah. Uh just like a traffic accident and then you find a fucking dead body in the car. What? Yeah, that came out of nowhere, right? I know. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. So What's crazy is we see, we first like kind of see the dead body because a woman screams and she realizes it's her in the trunk. (laughs) So weird. Seeing your own dead body. Yeah. She's like, why am I in there? (laughs) Uh, So the Reaper approaches her and he basically like gives her her death stats. Like, this is, is this your name? This is how old you are. This is how you died, etc. And he takes her to a tea room. He gives her a cup of tea that will make her forget her life in this world. And she's like, what if I don't drink it? And he's like, you'll regret it. <laughs> I wonder Everyone what you regret it. if you don't drink it. Do they get into that? Uh, I think they get into it a little later. Okay. Um, but it basically... I think... It kind of seems like you have to drink the tea to get to heaven. Uh, okay. Yeah, because there's that scene later on. That would make sense. But, I don't know. I, I That might not be exactly right, but I think it's to, like, wash away everything so you can mm-hmm. have a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Because I guess also, like, if you went to the afterlife with your memories intact, like, you would still miss people. Mm-hmm. Like, all the people you left behind. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the logic of it. Cool. Um, so we cut to Kim Shin, who is walking outside the Reaper's tea room. He looks through the window that only he and the Reaper can see. They lock Mm -hmm. eyes. They recognize each other, it seems. But then the goblin throws shade at the Reaper's hat. (laughs) Um, very random, but funny. Uh Uh-huh. And it kind of gives you a hint about their relationship already. Yes. They're like, goblin? Reaper? Like, uh, okay. Is that yeah. you? <laughs> what an uh, ugly hat. <laughs> <laughs> Kimshin, the slash the goblin, arrives mm-hmm. at his house, and he meets an old man and his grandson named Dokwa. Uh, the old man has served Kimshin, and eventually Dokwa will too. But Dokwa, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I think so. <laughs> okay. Is a little butthead, and he's suspicious of Kimshin and doesn't really respect him. He yeah. He probably, I feel like, doesn't talk to him uh, in the formal yeah. language. He, he's not. And it's funny because the grandpa is using, like, super old-timey formal language. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's like, my lord. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, really old-timey language. Yeah. Oh my god, there's like a super loud car. I could hear it. Jesus. Hurry up, speed racer. Okay. Um, yeah, like, the type of language you hear in the Korean, like, the uh, historical dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, little Dukwa is like, I don't 
know who you are. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> In his little kindergarten uniform. Yeah. Uh, it's cute. Uh, Kim Shin recognizes Doqua as the boy from the Goryeo age, mm-hmm. who is his ancestor. And then we cut back to the past, and past life Doqua and his grandfather are visiting Kim Shin's grave slash sword area. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kim Shin is turned into a goblin, like right before their eyes. Mm-hmm. The god of voiceover tells Kim Shin that he has been saved by a soul but will live in immortality and witness the deaths of the ones he loves as punishment for killing so many people. Very similar to Manuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These worlds are connected. Yeah, I was way. like, I didn't remember how similar their punishment mm-hmm. was. I mean, I think, obviously, it's slightly different because whatever. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that right now. But yes, it is a a similar premise, for sure. Uh, So, uh, Kim Shin kind of has this, like, Beauty and the Beast-style, like, transformation. Like, he's like, I'm human again. (laughs) Um, And the first thing he does as a human in his body is like, I need to get my revenge. So he goes back to the palace. (laughs) to face the king but we see the king has died recently and you know who's there the fucking eunuch advisor guy he's he's like giggling he's like got him i don't know (laughs) it's it's all fucked and so kim shin sees that shady guy chokes him out and goes to like the body like where's the king Mm-hmm. I guess, kind of like um, a viewing or whatever. And he's like, I'm too late. Huh. <laughs> so, Kim Shin then goes back to the field and <laughs> where the little boy and the his grandfather were, but the grandfather has died in the interim. So quickly. So sad. Well, you know, we he did say he was like, I'm not I'm sorry I couldn't I know. see you earlier, but yeah, so fast. I'm like, how long were you at the palace? Yeah, that's that was my question, too, because it cut to, like, the old man being, like, astonished that he was reborn, basically, but, like, mm-hmm. old, to the kid just, like, crying by himself. And, like, covering his dead grandpa mm-hmm. in rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so... The little boy vows to serve Kim Shin. Um, And then Kim Shin and the little boy get on a boat. With pirates. Oh, upset. (laughs) And fucks up a boat full of people after they throw the little boy servant overboard. Shitty. Yeah, super shitty. And... That little boy actor is super good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be scared, too, if someone was, like, grabbing me by the fucking collar. Yeah, but when he was crying over his grand- grandfather's yeah. body, I was like, wow. Bravo. I wonder how they get kids to cry like that on command. Okay, I saw behind-the-scenes um, clip of them filming that scene. Mm-hmm. And he just cries. Like, you, you see, like, Gong Yu and the little boy talking. Mm-hmm. Like, about how they're going to do the scene. And, like, Gong Yu's, like, kind of giving him advice, like, about 
how he should deliver his lines and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And the little boy just turns it on and cries. Well, damn, kid. Good I job. know, it's crazy. I was like, wow, what a little prodigy. I mean. Yeah, that was, those were some very realistic tears. Yeah, totally. Uh, anyway. Um, we're back in the 90s. Yay! <laughs> Yay! 90s soul, all right. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we see Kim Shin sitting on a rooftop, mm-hmm. and there's a hit and run. Another car scene. Mm-hmm. Kim Shin hears the woman calling out for someone to help save her. Um, he finally appears, and she asks him to save the child. Um, mm-hmm. And so she appears to have died, but he brings her back to life. He, he does some magic shit. Mm-hmm. Some goblin then, shit. Yeah, and so at this point, like, at this, like, moment of conversation, it, like, cuts from him to her, and then he's, like, her whole body. And that's when I was like, damn, that's a lot of blood. That's too much blood. Where's all that blood coming from? Because it didn't look like it was coming from any particular spot. It was just, like, a puddle. But, like, a giant fucking puddle. Alex was like, that's a lot of blood. And I was like, yeah, they don't skimp out on the blood in these K-dramas. I'm curious of, like, where she was hit specifically, that all that blood came out of her body. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he saves her. Uh-huh. And um, some, I guess, an ambulance comes, and they take her. We don't see that. But then the Reaper shows up, and he's got two cards with him, one for the woman and one for the unborn baby that does not have a name. Um, but there's nobody there. It's mm-hmm. just a pool of blood. Um, and so we find out that she's a 27-year-old woman, and then we don't know this baby's name. Mm-hmm. A little later, the woman gives birth to a little girl, and we see a crowd of ghosts behind her whispering, It's the Goblin's Bride! So it's weird. It's the Goblin's Bride! <laughs> it's the oh my Goblin's God. Bride! <laughs> Just like all these little ghosts everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of ghosts, off topic, you know, Andrew has a computer desk that's glass. Mm-hmm. It's like that corner glass desk. He called me over one time and he's like, I keep getting these marks on my desk and I don't know what they are. And they're weird. They look almost like thumbprints, but like fat thumbprints yeah. and kind of like smudged and sort of feathered. And Andrew's never on that side of his like desk. It's a side that's to the right. It's like where mm-hmm. his computer's not actually at. And we were like, well, it's not cat paws. Because it looks nothing like a paw. And Mm -hmm. Andrew's not just, like, putting his hand there. And he doesn't put anything there except for, like, his headphones or, like, a game controller. And we don't know what this is. And they show up, like, in different different angles and, like, different positions every time. But, like, he cleans it and the next day there are a few more somewhere else. No! We don't know what the fuck it is. It's so weird. It's creepy. I told him, like, I want to set up a camera that's, like, angled just right on the glass to where you can, like, see <sighs> a thing. This is stressing me out. <laughs> I, I'm, like, certain, like, who the fuck is ghost here? The old man that used to live here is still here. I Dream hope he likes okay. our band. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he likes our band and all the things I watch on TV. Um. And I hope he likes all the home improvements we're attempting to do. 
I'm sure he appreciates how well y'all are taking care of the house. Bless this house, sir. <laughs> He's like just leaning over to see what you're <laughs> Looking out the playing. window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't leave, don't leave the marks on the table. Andrew's OCD and he doesn't like marks on things. And those marks are freaky looking. I'll get a picture next time and show you. Uh, They're weird. Like We can't pinpoint what the fuck those those imprints could possibly be. They just look like chubby thumbs. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's weird. <sighs> but yeah, those just ghosts made me think of that. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. You know, I really don't mind, like, the K-drama ghosts. They seem fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. They kind of just follow people, it seems. Like, in this one, at least, they just uh-huh. follow the girl. Yeah. And they, say weird I- shit. The ghosts were a little scarier in Hotel de Luna. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so. Eight years later, we see the young girl, Jiyun Tak. She has a birthmark on her neck and uh, can see ghosts. Even puppy ghosts. Cute. Which mm-hmm. is cute and sad and mm-hmm. is a little alarming. Her, <laughs> uh, her and her mom are at the beach and Untak says that she wants a birthday cake this year instead of rice cakes. And her mom agrees. Um, okay, also, this is a tangent, but I kept wanting to type Unchan <laughs> instead of Untak. Like, uh-huh. there are too many uns. Uns. Anyway, <laughs> un. Un. <laughs> uh, bu- bu- bu. So, God, this scene. I cried. Uh, later on, Untak gets home from school and her mom has a birthday cake for her. But when Untak lights the candles, she can tell that her mom isn't really there and it's actually her mom's ghost. Fuck. Fuck. So sad. This little girl actress is great, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, her mom tells her to be strong and prepares her for what's about to happen. I really love how, like, they get all the logistics taken care of. Like, this is the hospital I'm at. They're gonna mm-hmm. call you. Like, it's total mom mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you need to do. Um, and Untak takes it, like, very well. Like, obviously, she's upset. She cries. But she's like, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm. And she they sees talk- dead people. Yeah, they talk about how uh, Untak is sorry that she sees ghosts, but she's happy that she was able to see her mom, like, one last time. And uh, then the ghost mom stops by the old lady and asks her to look after Untak. And at first, the grandma's all grumpy. But she eventually shows up to save Untak from the Reaper. Mm. Mm-hmm. The old lady is also obviously into kind of some like weird god Ghost shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. Cause she can also see the Reaper. Mm-hmm. Um. Ba 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 So yeah, she like stands her ground and tells the Reaper he has no right to take Untak away. And he tells Untak that he'll eventually see her again because he originally showed up to the house because he couldn't find Untak's mom, Mm -hmm. like Untak's mom's ghost, since she was making the rounds, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Um, and he's like, you're the missing soul. And the old lady is like, she's not on your list, so get out of here. So the old lady tells Untak that she needs to move away quickly so the Reaper can't find her. A little later on, the old lady walks across a bridge with a boy, and we transition to ten years later, and the old lady turns into a beautiful young woman, and the boy becomes Dukwa and asks her out for a drink. What? (laughs) I know, I don't know why that was necessary, but... What is this magic? (laughs) (laughs) She is so pretty. I know, I love her look, her all Mm -hmm. red. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, Look. Dukwa, I mean, that's... That's ballsy of you to ask her out for a drink. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's, well, like, stunning. Yeah. To just, like, walk by her and ask for a drink. Well, I guess he thinks he's really handsome and he's rich, so... That's true, yeah. But a little later, we hear Dokkwa leave a message for his uncle, Kim Shin, complaining about his credit card not working. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess he's not that rich. Yes. Um, He's only rich if people give him money. Right. So, we cut to 19-year-old Untak. She is a loner at school, and we see girls being bitch-asses, gossiping about her, and saying she's creepy and can see ghosts. Like, okay, don't you wish you could? I wish I could see the ghosts in this house. And ask him to not leave the marks (laughs) on the table, please. (laughs) But I can't. As Untak walks home, a ghost keeps pestering her, and she's trying to ignore her. She's, like, listening to musical headphones or whatever, Mm -hmm. and the ghost calls her the Goblin's Bride, but then the ghost sees Kim Shin and runs off. And so Kim Shin is walking in one direction, Untak is walking in the other direction. They cross paths, lock eyes, slow motion, there's rain. He, like, kind of recognizes her. From images mm-hmm. flashing, but they just keep walking. They don't actually interact. Yeah. They so definitely really, saw each other, but it's just kind of... It's a great slow-mo scene. Yes. Um, back at home, the old grandpa shows up to give Kim Shin travel papers, and he notes that this may be the last time they see each other, as he will probably have passed by the time Kim Shin comes back. So sad. I know! <laughs> Like how awful like- how awful to live that long and see all these people die. Like that's really awful. Yeah, well that's his punishment. Constant loss of life. For killing and, like, so many people. Yeah, and like these people that like are serving him mm-hmm. and doing nothing but just like loving him and wanting to care for him and then he has to see them fucking grow old and die. <sighs> yeah. I am that guy seems so sweet. I that know old grandpa. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Duqua notices the travel documents and asks if Kim Shin is leaving again to look for his bride. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Untak, <clears throat> on the other hand, has been living with her very shitty relatives. Oh my god. They fucking suck. The worst kind of people. Mm-hmm. So, her abusive aunt is convinced that... Do you say aunt or aunt? I say both. Oh, I always say aunt. I... I say... I think I usually say aunt, like, if I'm describing 
whatever, like familial relations, like, Mm -hmm. oh, Alex's aunt or whatever. But I say aunt. Like I when you're say, talking about ants, yeah. <laughs> no, what I say, I say like, oh, my aunt Sarah. Uh huh. I don't say my aunt Sarah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I've just always said aunt. Weird. weird. Interesting. Language. English is weird. English. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Abusive aunt. Yes, aunt. Whatever. <laughs> Emo. <laughs> um, she's convinced that Untak is hiding life insurance money that her mom left her. But Untak tells her she has no idea where it is. Then the aunt throws a fucking bowl at Untak's head. And Untak yells back at her saying she's the one, she meaning the aunt aunt, who spent all of their money. Even the deposit... Remember, my mom was talking about those fucking crazy mm-hmm. big Korean deposits. So the aunt has basically squandered away all of their money. And this is Untok's birthday. Yeah, that's the really fucked up part. Mm-hmm. And like her cousin is like, oh my god, she made her own birthday soup. And I'm like, yeah, well, y'all weren't going to make it for her. Like, can you just let the bitch have her birthday soup at <laughs> least? And she fucking <laughs> made some for everyone. So like, fuck off and stuff the food in your face, asshole. Yeah, you love that soup. I love that soup. soup. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seaweed soup is damn good. Mm -hmm. I have that on my birthday and not on my birthday. (laughs) Anytime. Mm -hmm. I actually uh, bought some seaweed so I can make some. So good. After after watching this, I bought like uh, the seaweed to make the kimbap. Mm -hmm. Because Untak also makes kimbap later. That looked really good as well. Okay, I found this, I'm sure you've heard of it, the Just Egg, mm-hmm. egg substitute, mm-hmm. and I made, uh, like, an omelet with it, and I realized, like, I oh, I can make the egg that goes in the kimbap, so I can make, like, vegan kimbap with, like, mm. the vegan hot dogs, because my friend's mom in high school used to just use hot dogs <laughs> as the meat in her uh-huh. kimbap, uh, so I was like, I should try that. Yeah, interested. I, would, I would totally be down. Okay. Her kimbap looked amazing. It really did. When she uh, just like, when she just has the giant piece. Uh-huh. And she's eating. <laughs> so uh, ridiculous. So sad. I know. Uh, it's kind of funny because I feel like sometimes in the dramas you see them eating it like that instead of like cut mm-hmm. in the like rolls or whatever. And it just looks like they're eating a burrito. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of what it is, but. Yeah, it's funny. So, later on, um, after being hit with a bowl of rice, (laughs) Untak sits alone on, like, a pier-looking thing. She has a birthday cake. And we see, at the same time, Kim Shin is sitting in a field full of buckwheat flowers, thinking about his conversation with the grandpa, about how none of the women he's met are able to see his sword, so that means they can't be his bride. How terrifying, though, to be that bride. And you just see a man turn the corner and he has a giant sword coming out of him. <laughs> what? Yeah, not not good. No. Scary. <laughs> Very. Uh, Untak lights candles on her birthday cake, and even though she promised to never make wishes again... Which was also super sad. 
like, so if we go back to the scene where her mom, she sees her mom's ghost before she leaves the house. She's like, I'm never going to make wishes again because fuck all this. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just so jaded at the age of nine. Like, she can't deal. Uh, So even though she made that promise, uh, she does it. She's like, you know what? My life sucks. Can't hurt. It does. (laughs) So she lights the candles on her birthday cake and very earnestly wishes for a part-time job for something to happen to her aunt's family, and for a boyfriend. Kimchin hears her, and, like, we hear her, we see him hear her say please as she blows out her candles, um, and smoke appears in Kimchin's hand. This scene just made me think of Labyrinth about another goblin. Uh-huh. David Bowie, when Sarah is like annoyed with her little brother and she's uh-huh. like I wish I wish and then she like changes it and doesn't say wish and uh-huh. so like the goblin can't come or do anything and the yeah. other, like little goblins that are like waiting and watching they're like she Ooh. didn't even say I wish <laughs> this doesn't work <laughs> it just felt like super mystical like uh-huh. Like owls were gonna come in and like a storm is gonna come, like all this crazy shit. Nah. But I mean, it is crazy. Cause he just pops up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking great. Yep. Okay. Isn't this show such a fashion upgrade? Yes. From coffee prints? Absolutely. No more vests. <laughs> Please. Um <laughs> Unless they are part of, like, a three-piece suit that yes. the Reaper is wearing. Absolutely. And he looks amazing. And they're real nice and tailored. Uh-huh. So, Kim Shin, again, like, pops up in his goblin fashion, and they're both super confused because he's like, you called? <laughs> and she's like, uh, no, I didn't, sir. Goodbye. And they're kind of, like, going back and forth. And she recognizes Kim Shin from her walk home the other day, but she just thought he was a ghost. He tells her that he's not a ghost, but has heard her wishes. Uh, And she's like, oh, you grant wishes? Can you just (laughs) give me money, please? 5,000 will do. (laughs) Uh, He tells her to say goodbye to her family and work hard at her chicken shop job and vanishes. Very weird. Wow. Yeah. A lot to take in. Yes. Talk. Like, yes. what just happened? <laughs> hmm Kim Shin arrives back at his house and is surprised to see the Reaper there with uh, Do Kwa. Do Kwa has leased Kim Shin's house to the Reaper. Uh, the Reaper and Kim Shin argue a bit, but come to the agreement that they'll both live in the house for now, since Kim Shin might be leaving soon. They have a really tense dinner. Things are flying across the huge dining table. Mm-hmm. And it's comedy. Yes. They're just throwing shit back and forth, as goblins and reapers do. I love them together. They're really funny. So much. Yeah, I love it when the reaper's <clears throat> like, you want to tell the boy what happens when you break a contract with the reaper? <laughs> I can take him now. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Dokka's so dumb, too. Uh-huh. I mean, he's not, like, all of his schemes are crazy, um, but yeah, I just think it's funny, like, 
He was like, oh, you're leaving? The house will be empty. All right. Money. Yeah. Money and parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, through a series of events, Untak realizes she can summon the goblin slash Kimshin by blowing out a candle slash fire. And he starts to get annoyed with her because basically she's just like calling him to her all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells him that she's figured out that he's a goblin and that she's the goblin's bride because that's what all the ghosts say. Mm-hmm. And she shows him the birthmark um, that they say is the mark of the goblin's bride. And he looks curious and asks her to describe him to see if she's really the bride. And apparently she fails the test. And he tries to walk away, but she follows him through a portal and they end up in Canada. What? How exciting. I know. They're both a little freaked out. Like, she's freaked out, like, where the fuck am I? And Mm -hmm. he's freaked out, like, you went through that door? How'd you get here? (laughs) Uh Yeah. Um, Untak is convinced that he is a goblin and she is his bride. She tells him she loves him and that she'll marry him. And that's the end. And yeah. he's kind of like, what? It's like, get away from me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yes. I, you know, the age difference is not great. It's bad, in fact. But at this point in time, it's still, we're still kind of like, Kimshin is more just annoyed with Untak. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like it's not... Yeah, bad. I mean... I'm thinking about it in the terms of the show being, like, a fantasy type thing. Yes. Versus... A, real life. A drama that's based on, like, real life situations. Because then you think of, like, Buffy. Uh-huh. And Buffy's, like, 16. And Angel's, like... 200 or 300 years old yeah vampire and then you got other like characters from shows in similar situations yeah that's kind of uh what the girls in dramas over flowers their podcast they were Mm -hmm. talking about like because if you think about it like well kim shin looks like he's a guy in his 30s or whatever but yeah. he's, like, fucking 900. So if yeah. we're gonna talk about age differences, like, come yeah. on. And so I think, like, if you think about actors, mm-hmm. and actors in, like, romantic situations and kissing, it's a little bit weird to have, like, an 18-year-old or 16-year-old in a mm-hmm. relationship with, like, a 30-year-old actor. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a little bit odd. Um, yeah. But well, then if you and, think about it in terms of, like, the characters, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know how old he's supposed to be yeah, when he dies well, I think, originally. I think he's supposed to be, like, in his 30s or whatever, mm-hmm. around there. And this actress, I think she was 25 when they mm-hmm. filmed this. She looks so, not, so young. Yeah. Um. So there wasn't, like, that wasn't inappropriate. Like, mm-hmm. she was of age. and. Mm-hmm. I think he's, like, eight years older than her. Hmm. Or maybe a little more. Don't quote me on that. But Mm -hmm. he's somewhat significantly older than her, but not in, like, a super inappropriate way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. It is kind of weird. Like, you kind of have to be, like, it's not like he's her teacher and she's his student. It's not that type of vibe. It's like, he's a mystical being. She's 
also kind of a mystical being who can like fucking see ghosts and grim reapers yeah. and shit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyway. And I kind of think of it like he is the age he died, mm-hmm. and that's just like who he is. Like mm-hmm. he's never gonna get out of that age, younger or older. He's just kind mm-hmm. of stuck in time, basically. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Definitely. Because it's kind of like Manuel in, and mm-hmm. Gu Chen Song. Yeah. Because she was like also however old, 900. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I just felt like that is the main criticism I hear of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to ignore that because this is fucking fantasy. Mm-hmm. Let us live our fantasy. <laughs> He's handsome. He's a goblin. He's not a human at this point. Yeah. He's just, he's a goblin. I don't know. <laughs> he's a goblin. He's a goblin. And Shrug sees, emoji. And she sees ghosts, and he saved her life when she was an unborn baby. I don't know. I mean. They, they got a connection. <laughs> they do. This is true. He saved her, and then some fucking old lady god somewhere was like, she's going to be his bride because he saved her. <laughs> and then she gave the little baby the birthmark. <laughs> That's what happened. Perfect. Yes. I love it. Uh, um, we're on episode two now. Yeah. Is okay. it my turn? I think so. Okay. So, episode two. We're kind of where we left off. Uh, Untak continues to tease Kim Shin about being his bride. He gets a little freaked out and annoyed and tells her to stop. Because basically with Untak, he's always trying to be cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's with the Reaper, he's a bit more goofy and, uh, I don't know, just, like, more normal. He <laughs> makes like, jokes. Yeah. With Untak, he's always like, I'm a cool goblin, and I'm not mm-hmm. really a goblin, and don't talk to me, because if you're not the bride, I don't need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um... But she starts running around. Kind of gives me Unchan vibes. Yeah. <laughs> but this kind of makes sense because she was just taken to a foreign country through a portal. And this and is, is a girl like, that has had, like, whoa. a shitty life. Yes. Even shittier than Unchan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's just, like, exploring Canada. <laughs> also, that... I don't know what city they're in. It looks yeah, amazing. said Quebec. But isn't Quebec, like, the whole province? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know Canada. Okay. I just knew she asked, where are we? And he Uh, was like, we're in Quebec. Yeah. I think, because Montreal is, like, the big city in Quebec, right? Anyway. <laughs> Ask Andrew, because Andrew knows geography. I'm just going to stare at you blankly. Okay. I um, I kind of want to fact check myself right now, but I'm not going to. I'm, because... I'm texting Andrew while you're talking. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Quebec is the province. Uh, well, regardless, I'd like to go there. It looks yeah. gorgeous. So beautiful. Canada, please let us in. <laughs> Please let yeah, us escape. We were just in uh, Vancouver for one weekend last October, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. 
Yeah, I've been to Canada once. Uh, I just, whatever town uh, was very close to the Minnesota-Canada border. Mm-hmm. And, like, my dad and stepmom had, like, friends who lived over there. It wasn't like we went to Toronto or anything. It mm-hmm. was just, like, a town in Canada. But mm-hmm. it was lovely. So. Yeah. Um, Andrew said, yes, it is a province. He's fast. Okay. <laughs> Andrew knows his geography. <laughs> Andrew knows Canada. Cool. Apparently, I do, too, a little bit. <laughs> um, I think if you go online, um, there you can see where they shot this and, like, hmm. a bunch of people take pictures and shit. Anyway, so Unchan, she's living her best life in Canada. She's running Un-tuck. around. Untak is running around. <laughs> I can see I wrote Unchan. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, okay. So, yeah, she's running around. He's like following her begrudgingly because he just, I mean, we're kind of jumping ahead, but he just wanted to go visit his, his old servant's grave, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And now he has to follow around this young woman, girl. Um, eventually, Unchan and him are, like, walking through a park, and she tries to catch a falling leaf. Uh, but Kim Shin catches it first, and it's kind of awkward, because Unchan is, like, classic young girl, like, if you do this, this means that you, that we're fall in love, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Kim Shin catches the leaf, and she's like, drop it, I don't want to fall in love with you, I wanted to fall in love with that cute guy. Which turned out to be a Canadian ghost. <laughs> which freaks her out because she doesn't like it when ghosts speak English. So. Anyway. Kim Shin brings Untak to a hotel and tells her to wait in the lobby while he goes out. And Untak is like, what am I supposed to do all by myself? And he's like, peace out. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in Seoul, the Reaper meets up with one of his co-workers. His coworker hands him a file on a missing person that our main Reaper was asking about. The young Reaper asks how they can have a missing slash omitted person. And our Reaper is like, it's the whim of the gods. The humans call it a miracle. Which is like mm-hmm. really cool the way they're like putting the shit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about their work and living situations, and the younger Reaper complains how it's unfair they still have to deal with these real-world situations on top of being Reapers, and how he's so tired from working late every night. I love how they made the Reapers in this show. Yes. Like, a bureaucratic uh, organization, and, like, they have to file paperwork, and... Like, do you get hired to be a Reaper? Do you have to apply? They they get into it in the show. Okay, cool. They explain okay, how you become a Reaper, so... All right, cool. I'm excited but, to learn that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, like, just how he's like, oh, I have to... I've been waiting on this paperwork for so long, and <laughs> I'm gonna have to submit this, and Ugh. it's just... Miserable. So funny, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a miserable job. Uh-huh. Um, just then, a woman and a man enter the cafe... The woman is yelling at the man for hitting her, and the Reaper puts on his hat and escorts them to his tea room. 
The reaper offers tea to the woman so she can forget everything as a gift from God. And she's like, so I can forget him too and like all the bullshit. And he's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the man does not get tea as this isn't the first time. Okay, because we go into like how they died. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically like they got into a car accident. Mm-hmm. Cause he was like drunk or something, and so yeah. he showed like a quick shot of them dead. Um, and so he gives her the tea, and he doesn't get one. And then the reaper's like, "I mean, this isn't the first time you've killed someone." And then we cut to way back when, when he fucking hit Untak's mom when she was pregnant. Crazy. And it's like, oh my god crazy and the this asshole i know the wife is just sitting there like what and then she he's like telling him that he's going to suffer daily and live with the regret forever in hell and then the woman at that point and is like fuck yeah drink the tea she's just like (laughs) laughing at fucking man Uh so good um but the guy just like flips out and he's like begging for forgiveness or whatever and the reaper's just like no I don't yeah. do bags. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> He's like, you're just going to have to live with it. Yeah, live I don't with make the these memories. decisions. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't have been a drunk fuck. Yeah. Guys, don't drink and drive. Please That's don't. Bad. That's yeah. bad. Bad stuff. Um, back in Canada, Kim Shin visits the grave of the Yu family members who have served him for over 900 years. We also get scenes of Kim Shin suffering and trying to pull the sword out himself so he can end his life. But that thing is, like, gorilla glued into him. I don't know. It <laughs> does not come out. No. It's, it's not moving. Someone, like, put fucking, I don't know. Epoxy. Drywall mud around him. <laughs> Can't rip yeah. it out. Nope. Only the bride. Nope. Um, Untak at this point is exploring the hotel, but eventually she goes outside and she finds him. She watches him from the top of the hill and eventually approaches him when he gets up. She sees over, um, she sees one of his gravestones from a past identity and she asks about how many times he's had to start over and continues to call herself his bride, even though he tells her she's not. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how, like, you see his past gravestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, why was that, like, gravesite also in what looked like a park? I don't know. It's so weird. Because it was just, like, people by trees, like, having fun, having a having picnic, a picnic, whatever. Yeah. And then we have just, like, these old-ass, like, headstones? Headstones, right? That's Yeah. Uh-huh. Just, like, chilling there. Like, six of them. Yeah. So weird. What? <laughs> Not, like, gated off or anything, no. just... <laughs> Out in the open. Like, I feel like if that were the case, those would have been ruined. Like, yes. people would have knocked them down, or... I don't or know, maybe Canadians... the city would have gotten rid of them. Yeah, maybe they're nicer. Because you do see just some, like, kind of random graves mm-hmm. every now and then, like, but they're usually behind a fence. Yeah. And it's like, okay, have you seen the, like, really weird little graveyard um uh i think it's like nakadochis it's mm-hmm. really weird it's like right by a hotel but it it it's like the size of a very tiny parking lot hmm 
Uh, weird. No, you haven't seen it? Mm-mm. I don't know. Maybe we can drive by it sometime. But it's just so weird. It's like, I'm sure there must have been something there, like, where that fucking super motel or whatever mm-hmm. was. I'm like, a Dairy Queen nearby. It's just mm-hmm. like, it got, whatever, commercialized, but weird. this, like, family grave is still there. Chilling. Uh-huh. Yeah, one time at one of our Bowie shows, we uh, played at NASA, and mm-hmm. it was outside, and they have, like, a pretty tall stage outside, and we're, like, getting ready, and we're setting up and stuff, and everyone's like, hey, wow, check that out. And I look at the back of the stage, and it's just a fucking cemetery. And I was like, oh, cool, we're playing for the dead tonight. Also, <laughs> I hope they like David Bowie. <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah. Uh, Alex had, I think we told you, uh, when he was doing a construction job, like in New Braunfels, uh, it, they had like a huge piece of land because the company was building like a fucking uh, manufacturing warehouse. And they were, like, riding around to make sure, like, there wasn't any, like, weird stuff on the property. And they found a family cemetery from, like, the 1800s. They and on top of them. No, and so they had to, like, call the city. It was kind of, like, in the outskirts or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, a whole thing. And Alex said it was, like, really weird because there was, like, baby headstones of, like... Ew kids who like you know someone who died when they were like seven but like mm-hmm. in the 1800s and it's like what that's that those are some old bones yeah it's weird wow r.i.p yikes Ugh. okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> back to goblin yes um the fun kind of ghosts yes as they walk back to the hotel untak realizes that He now owns the hotel they were at, Uh, which is kind of funny because he's like, when I first came to Canada, it was just like a cabin and I turned it into this hotel. But I'm like, when did you come to Canada? Because he's been around for like fucking ever. Mm -hmm. And are we to believe that the French people were just like, okay with this Korean man starting a hotel? (laughs) Like, who, like, does he have... So weird. Does he have papers? Well, I think that's what his servants, they they uh, hook him up with stuff. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, they're in charge of getting him, like, fake socials mm-hmm. and everything he needs <laughs> for his nine, 900 years of life. Yeah, so he can just, like, start over in all these different countries. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just thought it was funny, like him being like basically i got here when canada first started mm-hmm. and i just think it's funny that there's just like this random korean guy <laughs> also in canada <laughs> mm-hmm. um anyway so uh blah, blah, blah. basically we realize that kimshin is rich that's the main point of it uh which couldn't you tell by how well he dresses yes he just absolutely. looks expensive uh, Kim Chin points out that she's now tardy for school back in Korea. <laughs> and she's, she's like, no, I'd rather just be here and live as an illegal immigrant. 
Uh, and yeah. Okay. So Kim Shin walks through another door and they are back in Korea. She apologizes for being crazy in Canada since she was so excited and runs off to school. Her teacher is a huge asshole. She's the worst. Mm-hmm. Who clearly looks down on Un Tak for being a poor orphan, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I know you don't care because you're a senior and you're not going to college anyway. And Un Tak is like, I am going to college. Like, I'm going to a university. And she's like, mm-hmm. you don't have to make me feel bad about what I just said. It's like, <laughs> God, what? you're the worst. So terrible. Uh, Kim Shin goes home and makes the Reaper follow him through doors to see if he can also follow him like Untuk. The Reaper couldn't follow Kim Shin, and he's now super curious. Oh, the Reaper couldn't follow him through the doors, and now he's mm-hmm. like, what? Like, where are you going? Why can't yeah. I do that? What's happening? Why, who can do it? What I, like, yeah. Can Why can't I? Yeah, I'm the fucking Reaper. What the fuck? <laughs> um, who do I need to f- talk to to fix this? Yeah. Duqua shows up and begs the Reaper to not tell his grandpa about renting a room since he'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And the Reaper's like, what? I'm like, I don't want to deal with this bullshit. Why? <laughs> I am the Reaper. <laughs> no one respects him. No. Um, Untak meets the beautiful fairy godmother lady in a bathroom. And after trying to go back, she's, like, wanting to go back to Canada or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Untak doesn't recognize her, but the fairy godmother in red gives her a bag of spinach to share with her family. Mm-hmm. And you notice something. Yeah, I noticed that the godmother gave Untak cabbage and spinach just like her mom asked. Ah. It's taken me, whatever, the second uh-huh. go around because... Do you remember how her mom was like, just mm-hmm. look after Untak and, like, give her some leftover spinach and cabbage if you mm-hmm. have any? Yeah, I remembered the cabbage part, mm-hmm. but then when she gave her spinach, I was just like, oh, she's giving her food again. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was what the mom had asked. But, That's anyway. Funny. Yeah, it's sweet. Um, yeah, she gets home and, of course, is abused even more. Her cousin tattles on her like an asshole. Mm-hmm. And tells the aunt about Untuk's guidebook to Quebec and saying, like, look, see, she's leaving us. Mm-hmm. The aunt hits her as she's now convinced that Untak, now I'm saying Unchan, <laughs> Untak has hidden the insurance money and is planning on running away to Canada. And she's like, no, like, this is just a souvenir. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. And this is while she was making the kimbap. Um, and so the aunt is, like, being a fuck to her. and. The daughter goes to get some kimbap, mm-hmm. and she cuts her finger, and immediately is like, pee, 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 she just keeps yelling that over and over uh-huh. again, which made me happy, because I was like, oh, I know that word. I already knew, because there's fucking blood everywhere, but uh-huh. I knew that term. Because um, of Korean class. Yeah, thank you, Claudia. <laughs> um... <laughs> So that's all happening, and then the brother, like, goes and tries to eat some of it and starts choking. Mm-hmm. So this spinach is just fucking them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Untak runs out of the house because the aunt is distracted trying to take care of her dumbass kids. <laughs> um, and she cries as she walks around the neighborhood. 
Kimshin can't sleep as he thinks about Ontak. He's unsure about her since she can summon him and follow up, but she can't see his sword. And he's like, why though? Mm-hmm. Um, he decides to show up on her street and makes it seem like she summoned him. They go on a walk and talk about her being able to summon him and this and that, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she finally gets a job at a chicken shop. Yay. There's like a little um, montage of her going to different places and none of them work out. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to this one. Her boss is really pretty, but odd mm-hmm. and straightforward. And she's always eating something. Do you know what she's eating? Um, It looks like she is usually just eating like crackers. Okay. Yeah. I haven't really been able to tell what she was eating, but she's just always eating. Mm-hmm. And I can relate. Yeah, always snacking. Uh, yeah. Um, her name is Sunny, and she basically hires Untak on the spot. Um, Untak summons the goblin to tell him uh-huh. the good news. But he's annoyed because he had a fork with a steak on it. He's in the middle of dinner. Mm-hmm. And he did not like getting pulled away from his food. Mm-hmm. Kimshin arrives back at the house and makes the Reaper give his opinion on the different outfits and accessories Kimshin has so he can look cool when Untak summons him. And he's I showing him different things. Uh-huh. And he's like, should I hold this CD or this vinyl or these uh-huh. books? And the Reaper's like, kids listen digitally these days. No one's using fucking... <laughs> LPs and CDs uh-huh. anymore and he's like oh shit okay yeah and there's just all these quick little moments of him showing off clothes and, and like walking. paintings uh huh uh huh it's so stupid she's like uh-huh. walking in with two giant paintings <laughs> yeah he's so like dumb. this one's impressionist so this is like it's it's really funny and the reaper just wants to sleep like a little vampire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Under his blankets. He's had a long day of work. Kimshin doesn't work. Yeah. He's just trying to find his bride. Yeah. Which he found, but... Yep. He (laughs) doesn't believe it. Uh Uh-huh. Um... Kimshin and the Reaper continue to tease each other and get on each other's nerves. Dukwa shows up to check on his uncle since the weather has been very stormy lately and he's inconveniencing a lot of people. Uh, Kim Shin is in a mood and tries to dramatically tell Dokwa about who he actually is, but Dokwa cuts him off and tells him he already knows he's a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Kim Shin is like, so you knew all this time, and basically you are still a little asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I liked seeing the flashback of Kim Shin like, being drunk with his, like, sword and all the gold that he yeah created. he's showing off <laughs> uh back at the chicken shop sunny comments on how she likes the rainy weather and gives untak an umbrella which just like makes untak stay because uh, on top of just being like physically and verbally abusive to untak her shitty family won't let her have an umbrella <sighs> so she has to walk in the rain just like getting wet everywhere so mean like why it's awful uh sunny is like hey look after the shop while i go out uh but she's like but sunny 
is also like, but don't work too hard. Like, when a boss goes away, that's when you're supposed to goof off. Mm-hmm. And Untak's like, no, I'll work even harder. And she's like, that doesn't make sense, because no one will know that you're working harder. <laughs> <laughs> Just goof off. It's fine. Um, so, Sunny goes to a fortune teller, and the shaman tells her that uh, Sunny is an orphan with bad luck, and to be, be wary of a man she'll meet in a black hat. Mm-hmm. Sunny just hopes the man is handsome. <laughs> but then we cut to Kim Shin with the Reaper, and the Reaper is holding his black hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reaper is about to take his hat to the dry cleaners, and Kim Shin continues to tease him for wearing the hat he finds ridiculous. But the Reaper explains that the hat is how he can hide himself from the living. And then Kim Shin makes another snarky remark about how it's good that the living can't see him in that hat. <laughs> uh, which I think he looks cool in the hat. Yeah, I like the hat. He looks um, he looks great. I'm cool I think with the hat. he's one of those people that can just wear anything. Mm-hmm. And he looks cool. Mm-hmm. So. Agreed. Yeah. Untak laminates the leaf that Kimshin grabbed in Canada and summons him so she can give it to him as a present. She's all excited, but then when she turns around, she sees the Reaper instead of Kimshin. Untak tries to play it off like she doesn't see him, but they recognize each other, and he tells her it's taken him 10 years to find her and asks if she's going to die when she's only 19. Um, then we see Kimshin arrive. Untak runs over and tries to cover his eyes so he won't make eye contact with the Reaper. He pulls her behind him, and the Reaper asks what's going on. They exchange words, but ultimately the goblin tells the Reaper that he'll never be able to take someone who said she'd marry a goblin. Untak agrees and announces that she's the goblin's bride, and the Reaper is like, oh, so this is the girl. Okay. Um... The Reaper tells them they'll talk later as he has to get to work off in the distance. We hear, like, sirens of mm-hmm. uh, probably another fucking car accident. Um, after the Reaper leaves, they get into an argument, and Kimshin continues to tell Untak that she's not his bride since she is unable to see something in him, the big-ass sword. Mm-hmm. He asks her to stop summoning him since he'll be leaving soon. She gets upset and tells him she never wanted to be his bride anyway, but he leaves. Mm-hmm. Their first fight already. Yeah, I think she is this the point where she's like, "Is it because I'm not pretty?" And I think so. And then he says something like, "That a goblin's bride isn't supposed to be pretty or some shit." Or does he say that later? And I think I think he says it now. Like he's like, "I don't need you to be pretty. I need you to see something in me." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, is that also just like love?" Like. Yeah. I don't care how you look. It's what you see in me. Yeah. <laughs> that counts. But also, yes, in his case, it is literally a sword. So. <laughs> um, back at home, the Reaper and Kimchin talk about Untak not being able to see the sword and her being a missing person the Reaper is after. I think the Reaper is like, maybe you have to be naked <laughs> yeah, <that's what laughs> to see the sword. <laughs> Um, and is this when Dukwa is there? And he's like, there's a girl? You met a girl? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is she pretty? That's, like, all he asks. And 
I think. The Reaper's like, she's 19 or whatever the fuck. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, is she pretty? (laughs) She's like, whoa. Is she pretty? (laughs) (laughs) Um. So Untak goes to a bookstore and reads up on goblins. Okay. Um, and ends up leaving the leaf from Canada in a book. Side note, for whatever reason, the, I guess, versions they have on Vicky are mm-hmm. blurring all of the, like, yeah CDs and books. It wasn't like that on Drama Fever. So Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if there's, like, a copyright issue or something, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're kids' books about goblins. Uh, Kim Shin gets after Dokwa for smoking because I think he feels bad about um, like hurting Untak's feelings and he sees smoke and he's like, am I being summoned? But yeah, it's just Dokwa smoking. Um, oh, here- also, sorry, when she's uh-huh. at that library or that bookstore, uh-huh. she puts the book away and then someone grabs it. Yes. And it's his arm. Dokwa's. Yes. But they don't show anything else there. It was just like a weird scene of like just seeing like a sneaky arm. Yeah. Grabbing that book. But then we didn't see anything after. I'm assuming it's going to come back later. But it was just like weird. Yeah, I think it does. I can't really remember Dukwa's whole thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I I remember the overarching part, but I don't remember mm-hmm. the intricacies of like yeah how his little moves mm-hmm. happen but yes i skipped over that part he does take the book with the leaf um but yeah so this is actually the part where they're talking about untak and how she's young and uh during this conversation while kim Chin and the reaper are fighting uh they let it slip that the new tenant is actually a reaper, and Dukwa's mm-hmm. eyes are like, oh, fuck. But he just kind of, like, plays it off, like, he just takes it, because I guess his uncle is a goblin, so. Mm-hmm. At this point, whatever. He's used to weird shit. Uh-huh. Dukwa tells Kim Shin to just apologize if he hurt Untak's feelings, and he's like, just apologize like a man and buy her stuff, like, here's a purse, <laughs> here's a credit card, like, <laughs> you'd be a man about it. And Kim Shin just ties him up. <laughs> So dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reaper and Goblin leave on their separate ways, but both end up at Untak's house. Kimshin accuses the Reaper of killing her, which offends him since Reapers don't kill. But mm-hmm. Untak has now decided to sleep at the chicken shop to hide from the Reaper. Untak starts to talk to the ghosts who tell her she's the Goblin's bride. They tell her about how he saved her and her mom, and how she would have never been born if he didn't save them. Kim Shin watches from a distance but never confronts her. The next day, her aunt barges into the chicken shop and demands to know where Untak is. Sunny doesn't put up with any of this bullshit. She pretends to call her opa to come beat someone up, which scares the aunt off. Then we see some lone sharks after this dumb fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't paid her debt back to them. And the aunt tells the lone sharks that Untak has been hiding money from her. And she tells them where to find her. And the loan sharks immediately are like, okay, let's fucking kidnap this student. Mm-hmm. Who looks like she has all the money in the world. Like, what? <laughs> no. No. So yeah. stupid. 
Um, the Reaper and Goblin get into another fight over dinner, but Kim Shin senses something as Untuk's Goblin birthmark glows when she ducks for cover after the Lone Shark tries to hit her. The men keep yelling at Unchan, demanding to know where the money is, but she doesn't know, and she's like, why are you fucking asking me? Like, I'm not in debt to you, that's my aunt. Yeah, she's like, I don't have the money. I didn't take shit from you guys. The fucking cutting up her backpack, like, this so shitty. high school student would know how to sew a fake pocket <laughs> uh-huh. in a backpack and carry around, like, insurance no money in there like what a hundred fifty thousand or some bullshit uh-huh like, okay guys um she tries to call out for help and then suddenly the car stops as all of the street lights start to go out then we get the iconic scene as you call it mm-hmm. of the goblin and reaper walking together looking all cool and backlit mm-hmm. they are coming to the rescue yes I think they had a reference to that shot in Search WWW. Yes, I remember you mentioning that. Scarlet and Tommy are Mm -hmm. walking. Yeah, that. Yeah, that uh, scene is like a thing now in K dramas and variety Mm -hmm. shows. Like, if anyone is walking cool and backlit, like they play Uh that song. That's Uh, funny. Yeah. So. Um, also, I think one of the guys from EXO sings in that song. Just cool, a fun fact. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was the end of episode two. Whew, that was a long episode. I know. <laughs> Our pod episode is about as long as one goblin episode. <laughs> uh, it's a lot, but I, I'm very happy, like... It's just such a good show, and I can't wait to get more into it, mm-hmm. um, because, yeah, it's fun. And I'm happy you liked the first two episodes. Did mm-hmm. you? Did this make you want to keep watching more? Yes. Cool. But I stopped. Hmm? But I stopped for the pod purposes. Good. And time. <laughs> yeah, and time. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> Um, is the actor, I always forget his name, the actor that plays Moonju, is he always pale? Because he should always yeah. be pale. Yeah, he's pale in Touch Your Heart. Cool. In Touch Your Heart, he plays a lawyer who is, like, very cold and, like, doesn't really have friends. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's kind of like you and me at work. Like, he just doesn't talk to his coworkers, and it's just, like, just does his job and very fucks awful. off. Yeah, and, like, he doesn't go to any of the team dinners or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, he's also very pale in that show, too. And he looks pale in the new drama that he's in. He's just pale. Okay, good. Yeah. He, he should uh, always be pale. Yeah, he looks good pale. Um, and... What's his face? Gong Yu looks good with a tan. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those two, they look so good together. Mm-hmm. Just like as a pair. Um, I think Lee Dong Wook, I don't know if it's still on, but he had like a little talk show. Oh, cool. And I think Gong Yu was his first guest hmm. on the talk show. That's cute. So I need to watch that episode. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Yes. Um, predictions 
Uh, I don't know about predictions. Predictions are also hard because you've also kind of seen this, even though it's been a while. Yeah, I won't predict. I'll just listen to your predictions. I don't know. They're going to save her. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard after the first two episodes. Like, yeah, there's a lot going on. They're going to save her. The grandpa's going to get mad that his grandson is renting the room to the goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's all I got. Cool. The aunt's going to be an asshole, but she's going to she's going to get hers soon. Yeah, I don't remember what happens to the aunt. Like I or yeah, I don't it's all kind of a blur to me what mm-hmm. happens with the family. Like I know at some point they're not really super involved in the show. They don't matter. <laughs> but I don't know why. Uh-huh. I don't know how they get rid of them. So, yeah. Yeah, that's about all I have for predictions. Cool. Do we have any fashion we want to talk about? Mm, I like the hat. Black mm-hmm. hat. Contrary to the goblins' thoughts <laughs> on it. Um, I like the tailored suits. Yes. Sleek look. Um, the all red look. Both all of red them. look, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sunny wore leather pants hmm. when the um, aunt came. Aunt mm-hmm. came. <laughs> and I just think leather pants look so cool on some people. And I wish I could wear leather pants or like fake leather whatever mm-hmm. but i feel like my butt's too big <laughs> uh i don't know i feel like the kardashians wear them that's true they have a bigger booty than me so mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah andrew just <laughs> andrew just always freaks out when we watch watch that show when we watch the kardashians because uh-huh. he's like I just don't understand how she lives with that. Like, how does she? Move, yeah, how does she move around with that fucking ass of hers? Like, can't even sit on a fucking toilet with that. Thing. <laughs> He's just like his mind is blown every time he sees her butt. She's like, this does not comprehend. Like, yeah, how also- are you? How are you comfortable with that? Because <laughs> it's not like she was born with that. Like, she right. says she was. Well, it gets bigger, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure she also wears a lot of uh, sofa cushions, like the drag queens do on Drag Race. And they got all <laughs> these pads. cushions in there. Yep, they have all these cushions in their fucking tights. I feel like she probably enhances in that way. They um. So when I worked at the Korean clothing store, or, okay, this clothing store run by Korean people, and I think it had, like, a bunch of clothes from Korea, uh-huh. um, they sold, like, bike shorts, or, like, kind of that looked like Spanx or whatever, but they uh-huh. had butt pads in there, uh-huh. so you could pad your butt. It's funny. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need that. I'm fine. <laughs> um, okay, what else fashion-wise? Oh, I 
just think it's funny that Untak had a shirt, a sweatshirt that just said broken on it. I liked that sweatshirt. <laughs> I was like, I want that. I know. But I was like, it's so fitting because she's just like so alone in this chicken mm-hmm. shop. Mm-hmm. Broken. <laughs> um, And, oh, I love all of Gongyu's, or uh, the goblins' sweaters. Mm-hmm. God. Just, again, looks so expensive. And that's all I want is to just yeah, the two, wear a bunch two of sweaters. Males, two lead males have good looks so yeah. far. And Doqua just looks like very trendy. Mm-hmm. So. Hip kid. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because his role in Mystic Pop-Up Bar, um, which also kind of deals with ghosts hmm. in a way. Um, he is like totally different. Like in Mystic Pop Up Bar, he's a poor kid who's an mm-hmm. orphan and is just like kind of awkward. And in this drama, he's like super cool and or trying to be cool, and, uh-huh. like, rich. So, anyway, mm. do we have an I love you? Mm. I'll just say when the mom dies for real. Oh, yeah. On the birthday. That sucks. Yeah. That was a very sad and heartfelt moment. Yeah. I think I'll go with that one, too. I did like it when, like, uh, Kim Shin and the old grandpa were talking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the grandpa says something along the lines of, like, I know... I know you're ready to go, but, like, my human greed just wants you to stay a little Mm -hmm. bit longer and is happy you haven't found the bride yet. And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm happy in this moment. Like, I have you and the wine is good Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't mind living a little bit longer. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that was a good scene. (laughs) They're so sweet together. (laughs) So. Anyway, I guess Mm -hmm. that's it. Very exciting stuff. Do we have anything yeah. else? I don't think so. We took care of housekeeping already. I know. It's exciting to get it done yeah. at the beginning. But then I don't know how to end stuff. <laughs> um, if y'all forgot where to find us, rewind. <laughs> For the first <laughs> go, few minutes. <laughs> go back. Yeah. Um, let us know uh, what yeah. you think yeah. of Goblin. And... Watch episodes three and four. Uh huh. And we will talk to you guys next next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.